0: Hi everybody. welcome. I want to introduce you guys to my wife Elisea. It's been oh. taking me a long time for her to get her on here and uh, I, I think she's a powerhouse and I think she would definitely give us give some of the girls some advice on how to navigate dating marriage. Um, so we decided to do this interview. We set up some questions so we, we have about 20, 25 questions and we really want to go through the questions um, and just basically give us tell, tell you guys a little bit about our story, how we met. Uh, I think everybody knows our story a little bit, but we want to officially put it on camera, so we can at least inspire people and give people direction. Obviously, it's very tough today, the dating market, the marriage market. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of places that it's not so clear today. So whatever we could do as a, as a couple, we've been together actually 11 years. We have three beautiful kids together, and just to give you guys some insights on what we could, what you could do, maybe what you could learn from this, etc. So we're going to start by starting the questions on how we met. And I'll take you to my wife.
1: Okay. So we actually met 11 years ago. Um, The first time that we met, though, was at Live, which is a nightclub in Miami. Um, I was working. I was um, hosting a party there for one of the top promoters. And uh, he was on Purim. Mm -hmm. And one of Gidalia's friends, who's actually one of my friends, um, went to the club with Gedalia and actually let them in. And um, I remember the first time that I saw Gedalia, she was actually talking to this non-Jewish girl and was being tested. Right? Yes. Like Right before my eyes, uh, there was this girl that was just talking to him and he was talking to her and he was right next to me. And I remember seeing him briefly and then You know, I was working so we didn't even get to talking or anything. And then, I think two months later, we uh, met at Bidai's house for a Shabbat dinner that he was hosting for single people. Uh, I would have never gone to anything like this, ever. This is so not my style. Um, But one of his friends, the same friend, actually asked me to go and um, wanted me to go as his friend. Potential girlfriend to just make another girl jealous at that party Um, And I almost cancelled, well actually I cancelled, I called him and I said I'm not coming I have to fly to New York the next day and I have to do a party that I was hosting again at live. I I can't make it So he screamed at me and I was actually shocked And I said okay I'll come, I'll come, it's fine Um, And then we met, we were the first one there and when I walked into the house, I remember staring everywhere because I felt like I knew the house somehow from before. And the first thing that Gedalia said to me is, oh, that's the girl from dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. And then we didn't talk for the Shabbat dinner, but I was so tired that I actually left the table and I went to sit on the couch right. to check my phone and, uh, sorry. And, uh. What happened is Gedaya came to sit next to me, and we got to talking, and um, we were talking about um, saying Shema at night.
0: Dreams and nightmares, etc.
1: Exactly. And uh, he gave me a book. And I remember we were just talking to each other, and everybody from the party was just staring at us because we completely stopped talking to everybody else. And then um, he asked me out on a date, Sunday. Um, and we made plan to go on a hit game, hit game, hit game. yeah,
0: playoffs. Okay, very, and very, very similar to today.
1: Yeah, very soon to what we're gonna to do tonight. Um, and yeah, so we met, and the first thing he said to me when I got into the car, was not hi, how are you? I said, how was your date? How was your day? Um, how was your trip to New York? Because he went to New York, I went to New York, and he said, oh, it was great. I had a date. And I think I stopped talking right. for the rest of the night because I was just like shocked that she would make plans to go on a date with another woman and then ask me out before but still go on a date. So I was very insulted and I stopped talking, which was good because I didn't mean to talk. It was a heat game. You're watching the game and I was just not talking. Right. And then he told me he wanted to go eat because he was hungry. Then we went to eat and I... Knew the manager of the restaurant, and I told him, Please make sure the food comes as soon as possible. I want to go home. And The waiter was actually shocked. He said, That's such a nice guy, like, why don't you just give him a chance? And I said, No, he went on a date with it uh, anyway. So I started the whole story to him, and um, he just vouched for Gedani. He said, He's such a nice guy, give him a chance, etc. So I, I did, and um, we got to talking in the car when Mm -hmm. you were driving me home, and we talked about two in the morning. Right. And there was a spark in the car that we felt, and um, we really hit it off very quickly, especially after a horrible date. Um, And I remember telling him, listen, I really enjoy our date, which is a shock from what happened early on. Um, And he said, yes, I would like to see you again. Saying, listen, I'm French. I'm not American. If you want to see me and go on a date with me, you can date other women or go out and be out there like this because it, it's not going to work otherwise. If you want to see me, you want to see me. We give it a chance. You don't talk to any other woman. I don't talk to any other guy, and we see where this goes. But dating casually is not for mm-hmm. me. I was very, very upfront, right. and I and I said it's not because. I wanted to get married tomorrow. It's just that it will confuse everybody. If I go out, you see me with a guy, I go out, I see you with a girl, you're texting other people, then you're not really invested in seeing where this will go. So I was very firm and he said, okay, that's fine, I think that can work. And then I said, okay, what are you doing tomorrow? And he said, he paused because obviously he had a date with somebody. Yes, I mean, stupid. So, he actually had a date with somebody, and then he said, well, I'm seeing you. And, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and then we just started dating, and after the third date, we, I think we said, I love you, or you said, I love you, and then we just got engaged two weeks after our first date, and got married a month after.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: Which was a little...
0: So, so not every date goes uh, rosy, as you think. Yeah. We always said you, there's a, there was a couple of thorns on the date, um, but I really, really appreciated. it. Obviously, I, I made the date for four months before I even met her at uh, that party, so uh, according to my defense, obviously. But I, I really liked Alicia's direct style, and that was something that I really needed. I'm a Scorpio, she's a Cancer. So we're very direct, and that's one thing that I she wanted, you know what she wanted, I was obviously dating before, it was after my divorce, but the fact that she was so direct, and that's what really attracted me to her, uh, she had her stuff together, she wasn't all in the, in the air, I don't know, this, she made a decision, and that to me was like, wow, refreshing, to be able to just make a decision and go all in, instead of being, you know, today we see so much flakiness, and nobody knows what they want, and that, that was, that I think that was one of the greatest strengths, obviously she's Whatever else she has, obviously she's beautiful and she's she's French, etc. Moroccan. But the fact that she was so direct and 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 to me, that's what something I really, really was looking into. A, a, somebody was like a go getter, instead of you know being in the air. Right. So that that's definitely something. I just 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 a little advice on that date itself. Look, it, it didn't it wasn't perfect. There was no perfection on that date. It was, uh, I would say. Uh, it ended. It ended up great, but it didn't start so great. Correct. Right. So we can't judge every single day the same way. Um, and also, we, we just just to show you that you know, at the end of the day, you, you have to make people. You have to be people that make decisions because if you can't make a decision, uh, it's all day long. Uh, I don't know if it's the one, but we decided to make a decision. And obviously, uh, eleven years later, that decision is still working out to today. Okay.
1: Yes.
0: All right. So let's get to some of the questions.
1: Okay.
0: Um, how do you guys keep, how do we keep the marriage alive? How do we keep the marriage alive?
1: Okay. Well, definitely, I would say, uh, we give each other a lot of love, a lot of space. Um, we're in each other's team. So we want the best for each other. And one thing that really is keeping the marriage alive, I think is uh, Nida, mm. which, Um, we kept from the very beginning we've never skipped a month because we had to go on vacation or do any of this thing we were always very disciplined in that department looking back I remember when we first got married um, that was one of the things that you told me that was very important for you was Nida um, kosher life and um, keeping Shabbat and Nida was very a struggle for me at the beginning to just understand the concept because was 22 when we got married, and I was French, you know, we just got married, for me to understand the concept, I was, I I, I never questioned it, I, I went, you know, I said whatever we're supposed to do is always for the best, Hashem knows better, we don't know anything, so I went in it with, I know it for my best and for the best of our marriage, but it was a struggle because you have to separate for... A good two weeks um, out of the month you can't touch you you know you have to separate your beds um, you can kiss no relation no nothing so it was a struggle to understand that concept and to really like go blindly into it and you know really restrain from like kissing or like touching but now that I can see 11 years later it really kept our marriage so strong and so fresh and new and exciting because we have this separation that makes us look forward to being back together and uh, making it special so for anybody that is doubting Nida and really thinking about doing it first of all for a woman is great because you cannot say that you always want to be with your husband because you, sometimes you're tired sometimes with the kids and you want also to take care of yourself and have a little break. So instead of turning the other pe- person down, you you give each other space and then you make it special. And I really give that a lot of credit because every time I go to the mikvah, I make it very special. So it's something that we look forward to. Um, so that's definitely for me, such a plus. And after 11 years, we're still connected, we're still pretty, like, like, it. We never stop, basically. Still like we newlyweds, which honestly, even for guys, I think it's it's beautiful because right. your your wife really takes care of herself after that, and Right, right.
0: That's, again. That, this is very connected to the concept of the forty day challenge and Shmirat HaBrit. That one of the things that Reb Nachman, obviously, one of the things also that when we met, when we met, we didn't get physical, and that's something that, that's also something she had a very hard time with. Um, like, what do you mean you don't get physical? Uh, I said, yeah, this is this is what I believe in. This is, I know if, when I, if I get physical, I'm gonna be distracted, I'm not gonna be committed. And I know already, I, I, I was taught these teachings already. So it was really Rabbi Nachman's teachings um, that really got me to focus on that. And you know, I, there's no question that maybe if there was, we would have gotten physical, who knows it would have lasted. Who knows, in Miami, we're, we're in a crazy town. Um, and that itself is the number one way to get what you want in life and to get the person you want, is definitely you have to follow God's ways. And I know today you see social media, you see the stupidity, but there's, there's only pictures. If you really look underneath the, the engine, there's no engine. And this is, and this is the world exactly, how everybody's getting fooled, oh this is, I'm trying to explain to you, you want results. And I know sometimes my classes are a little bit direct, but you have to listen to me. And I'm very modern, my wife is very modern, uh, and she's, you know, for her to, to be modern to telling you about Nida, it's because it works. But so many of us um, have a hard time just understanding, oh, Shabbat, no, not for me. Nida, not for me. You have to start being a little bit more open more flexible. and more flexible and recognize you don't know everything. And I guarantee you that God, God knows what's good for us. He's not going to create these laws for absolutely no reason. Right. So that's something that's one of the things that keeps the marriage alive, obviously. I have tremendous respect for her in other ways she's a tremendous mother she's three you know her beautiful three kids so she's raised them with warmth and everything obviously we all we, everybody has their struggles um, in life and in marriage and etc but but definitely what keeps it alive is, is the the renewal uh, the renewal and everything in general um, you know we're very uh, private but at the same time you know we, we we you know we we have our date nights and we have our Um, We spent a lot of time together and and really we also work together, so there's a lot to talk about Um, But definitely it's it's definitely you have to always try to look for somebody who make you grow in the relationship She definitely brought warmth out of me Um, She brought a directness out of me and I'm gonna tell you be honest. She's responsible um, For a lot of the classes that we do today Uh, So we definitely have to have a lot of grateful. Do we go to do we go to couples therapy together? Uh, no, we, we haven't had to go to therapy, thank God, one time because you know it, when we, we there's a spiritual cause, but many people do have to go to therapy. But I there's usually nothing wrong with it. thank yes. God, yeah. there's nothing wrong with therapy. You should go absolutely to therapy. But thank God, we're able to work things out. Uh, we try not to go to bed uh, uh, angry. We let it out. Okay, what's bothering you? Give it to me direct. I'll take it to you direct. And thank God, we, that system is working. Uh, we also have a wonderful rabbi um, and a like rabbi. And, and a great mother-in-law, and we, we do have people in our lives that do give us a second opinion, Say, Hey, was I wrong, was I right, what could we do? So we do have, we do have people in our lives, such as a rabbi and a rabbi, that they do help us with uh, being more flexible and maybe seeing a different angle together. So a therapist or a rabbi, or, or again, it has to be the right person. Um, it can't just be any rabbi. Uh, I, I hate to tell it to you, it's not as simple as it is. You can get the wrong advice today, um, but I, I can guarantee you that most of the results has, has come through spirituality through spirituality um, if a man is supposed to search for his wife what should the wife do to get married so what, what, let's talk about some of the issues that, that causes a woman not to get married what advice would you give to a woman today um, on how you know and practically when they're dating
1: Okay, so we see a lot of time today, women coming to dates with a list of expectations from height to weight and, you know, money, etc. And it's okay to have a vision of what you want your life to be, but you cannot come into any date with a list of expectations. I think it's very important if you go on a date to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And if you're gonna go into a relationship, you always have to think that you guys are gonna be a team. So if you go into the date thinking you're gonna be the coach, then you're always gonna say, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you need to work on this. And then guys are normally looking for a coach. They're looking for a partner that will work with them, make them better, can really inspire them. It's okay to be a coach and a cheerleader, right. but you want to come in a in, in a date or any in any kind of future relationship as how do we make each other better? So I see a lot of times women saying he's not rich enough, he's not cute enough, he doesn't work hard enough. But you also want to think if if all of this is true and you're going into a relationship to help the other person, what can you do to make the other person better? So you always want to say, okay, he's not fit enough, I'm going to help him by telling him, hey, come to the gym with me. He doesn't work hard enough, I'm going to help him in his business or motivate him. So you always want to go into, what can I do to make this person better? So if you're always judging, you're never going to make the other person look good. You're always going to make the other person look really bad, basically. So the first thing is we have to stop with the expectation and the laundry list. You have to give everybody a chance. And if the person is a good guy and he's not a cheater, he's not lazy, there is always potential to make somebody greater because it always reflects on the wife or on the spouse,
0: I think. Mm-hmm. So also, what would you, would you say? Also, be just the at an energy level, feeling desperate and being needy. Right. Um, you know, trying to maybe s- sleep with them too much to try to connect them. Just maybe talk about how that actually right. disconnects
1: them. So, right now, and again, the,
0: we're, we're talking. We're talking to keep. It, this is not. Uh, this is to keep it real. We're trying to keep it real here. Uh, right. That's the bottom line. This is only to help people. With, this is not to start a talk show. <laughs> this is like, guys. This is what's working and. This is what's not working, so again, we're being very honest and real, so don't take it offensively, just be open to it.
1: Right, so what drives me nuts is that the world we're living in now is all too physical, we're showing bikini picture. we're, see, we're showing everything and there's no more mystery. Girls really went and lower what is acceptable. You don't have to sleep on the second date or on the third date. You don't have to make out. You don't have to be very seductive or flirtatious or this kind of image. Women have to be always classy, I feel. Mm. You cannot go into a date and start drinking and making out with guys. Mm. And This is not what will make you marriage material or wife material. It will make you a nice girlfriend you have a good time, but you can't go into dates and thinking the guy is gonna look forward to seeing you again if you have sex with them, And this is a mistake that a lot of women are making. And it's because right now in our society, we made it okay for women to do that, which I don't think it is. I don't think a guy would want to marry you because he had the best sex with you. Right. So I feel like he needs to fall in love with the person that you are and not the body. And women that are going to date and are already too physical or any or very seductive or trying to make the guy fall in love but for the wrong reason, he's not gonna be in love with you because he's just attracted to you and your body, not to your mm-hmm. personality.
0: I just, wanna, I just wanna, just wanna, a little history about my wife. She, she had a company called Hold, which actually um, basically hosted Mrs. America. I mean, every model she, she dealt with, she ran. Fashion shows for top designers. She, so she pretty much has gotten a lot of information on this, and she sees the same patterns. Beautiful girls fall into, uh, they fall into guys. They get what they want, and they leave them. So she, you're not just coming from, uh, you're coming from. You have tons and from tons and of and the, 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 the... Well, just the, give everybody notice right. where so, you work so, so, from. So, and, so the, uh, the,
1: the 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 models that I used to work with are like unbelievably attractive, perfect body. Like a man, like the most beautiful girl, like you know, cover girls, etc. But this is not what men are looking for. A wife is something that should have the whole package. She should be pretty. She should, you know, have a brain. But it's not all physical because then you get turned off very quickly. If you see somebody can be like a good mother or a, a, a good support system for you, and all you're looking for is a good time, this is not a wife material. Right. It's all
0: fluff. Also, what, what do you, how do you feel, it's the importance of being, and this is what I saw a lot in, again, why I like the European culture. Again, not against any other culture, but the fact that they maintain. It's not just you get married, you let yourself go, and that's it. You have a couple kids, and bye-bye to the husband. That's, and I've seen that on, on the guy's level. It's like, listen, you know, I married somebody, next thing you know, they, they, they got married, that's it. Like the, 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 you know, the fish is, the fish got caught, the bait is, the fish is here. And that's it and we've lost that they, they put themselves they don't put themselves together anymore i'm not telling you to put yourself together for another person but at least for your husband it's very very important you work out for you, yourself and your wife you work out your wife also you can't can't just just because you got married you have to let right. yourself that's go right, i'm very against this concept of getting letting yourself go just because you, you you got the guy finally or you got the girl now you can do what you I'll want and, or you have kids You have to be healthy for your spouse and for yourself. It's very, very important. And that I've seen a lot of times. People feel like they got uh, punked. (laughs) But you can't do this. You're living in 2022. You're living with a tremendous Yates of horror out there. And you have to do what you did in the beginning of the relationship. There won't be an end. Take care of yourself and how you took care of yourself in in your marriage. And and there won't be an end. Right. It's also
1: very important for women to continue looking good and looking...
0: self-esteem exactly
1: like to take care of yourself because you also don't want to say well i took care of the kids so today i'm tired i'm not going to do that listen there is days that i look horrible too but you also want to maintain it for your self-esteem for yourself it's not because my husband is in the room that i'm gonna get all dressed up i do it for me if i look good i feel good right
0: right that's so again again i can't stress to you because a lot of times when we don't feel good about ourselves our spouse is, is at fault. You get me? You're the reason why I'm doing this. If, if I had this, and, and and when you do feel good about yourself and you feel happy about yourself, you are going to less likely blame the other person for everything. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's going to eventually help everything else out. Um, another question, did you have a hard engagement period? I heard the Yed uh, tries to break up relationships. Um, a very short yeah, we had a very yeah. short engagement because I don't believe in long engagement because anytime you, you create too much space um, for the Sahara, it's probably going to something's going to come up so you don't want to create that much space either I promise you you're going to have challenges in your marriage unless you are completely uh, uh, in, no guarantee there's no question you're going to have challenges because that's the way God made it so you can grow I don't care who you are you're going to have challenges specifically for a reason it's, it's based on growth not on punishment so if you wait too long to get going you're going to have the challenges before and then you're going to have challenges afterwards right. so you have to be able to, again it's good enough but don't expect that once you get married all the challenges go away it's actually the opposite once you get married and you do handle the marriage correctly then blessings comes that's why most of the blessing comes after marriage we could tell you between my wife before marriage and after marriage is a tremendous more blessings afterwards than before. Right. Uh, it's not usually before; it's usually afterwards. Based on how much peace there's in the house and how much unity, that brings a lot of blessings financially, emotionally, and obviously with 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 kids, etc.
1: Right. We had a very short engagement because I didn't want a big wedding. I mean, at first I thought I wanted when I heard how much it cost, I thought it was ridiculous. Right. So we decided to just have a very small. Ceremony and save the money for, you know, building a home. And you don't want to do like a fancy dinner party, which is what I think weddings are. And I think that anything you do needs to be blessed, that that is blessed is when it's away from the eye. So a lot of time we do like long engagements so we can plan this very fancy wedding and there's nothing wrong with it, but I think it's a distraction. So for me, I wanted to be very low-key, get married and then, you know, enjoy the next step. okay
0: there's nothing wrong with having them you have people in town people want to celebrate again we're not saying no or not but for us we didn't need to obviously nothing to prove to anybody Um, and you see this today also the more people need to prove things to people the more there's inside of it inside there's issues inside but the less you need to prove those are the ones that are usually going to go the farthest obviously how do we embrace the different cultures that was actually a, a a uh, big difference because I came from a you know American style and she's French Moroccan so that was completely like whoa uh, yeah. that was completely uh we not used that to I,
1: the ice cube
0: right I, I was just not in, not used to so much Moroccan heat yeah. so obviously uh, that was something that I actually I have ended up building a tolerance for Moroccan heat but actually it was much better um, but the completely different culture by the way Yes. completely different culture and i also was, i also prayed for that by the way i didn't i, I was it was uh, again the first situation i was in it was a very uh it was cold it was cold and i wanted something a little bit warmer so be careful what you ask for i did say god please give me another a little bit more spice in my new relationship
1: you got it. and i got it
0: <laughs> so be careful what you ask for you got it. but again i would say it's a di- completely different uh or French Moroccan versus American. Um but it works. And it worked. But I, I, I prefer it because it's completely different than me and it helps me become warmer. So again, you have to always look to grow. Um, you can't just you can't just be I want what I want. It's usually not going to last um, to be constantly. What attracted you to each other? How do you, and how did you go about dating when you when you were single? I think we spoke about that. How did you do how did you go with dating?
1: Right, I mean I was never like a serial dater, so I would just you know, if some I, I like someone then we will commit. And um I mean I got married, I was twenty two, so I didn't date a lot. But I, I had I was engaged before three times. <laughs> so but for me I was always very you know, I, I wouldn't you know, play around and be like, okay, I'll go on 15 dates with you and then maybe you'll be my boyfriend. If, if somebody wasn't for me, it wasn't for me. I wasn't wasting your time. you were not no. wasting my no. time. And I was very upfront, like, this is not for me. Maybe for my friends, you know, we can... I can give your phone number to somebody, but I would never mess with somebody else's time. I thought it was very valuable. Mm. Um, and I, you know, when I ended uh, before I met Gadiah, I was engaged to somebody. And we were together for four years, and we decided it wasn't working out. We wanted a different thing, and I wasn't gonna settle just because I, you know, I was gonna get married or I wanted to get mm-hmm. married. It wasn't for me, so I decided that we don't want the same thing, and it's perfect for somebody else, just not for me. And you always want to end relationship very, in a very classy way, not destroy whatever you had for mm-hmm. years, and just. Say it's not working out for me. I wish you the best, and then just end it. You don't need to go back and forth and still talk to them and keep them as a friend. There's no point. It, 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 it's not. It's not good for your next relationship. So that's one thing also that I see a lot is that everybody's talking to me about their exes. What is your ex? It, it didn't work out. You need to let it in the past, move on, right. and don't bring that baggage into like a new relationship.
0: Right very very important concept don't bring old goods into new relationships yeah. let it's it go you just have to let yes. it go yes. it's not meant to happen you, you let you let it go um and I'll, i also i the fact that i, I definitely I, I liked her confidence i liked her her boundaries i liked the fact that she was very direct and I, I i went on dates before obviously um but there was nothing that really not not that very nice people but i needed something more serious i was you know and I also, I was dating for marriage. I wasn't dating to date. Uh, also, I, my personal opinion is if you're not dating to marriage, don't date. Right. Don't date. And that's not dating. Dating today, people are... There's so much people playing games. And you're playing... Not only remember, what she just said is very true. Not only are you wasting your time, but you're wasting somebody else's time. And that's... You, it's like stealing somebody's time. Um, when you're playing games, you're not only... You're like literally stealing somebody else's time. I means if you have no intentions to get married, don't get married, don't, don't, don't date. Don't date because other person, and this is our sages tell us that you're not even allowed to go try a car that, you're not, that you have no money to buy. That means if I have no money to go buy this Tesla, I can't go take the guy's time and tell him i want to try the car. It's because it's called stealing a person's time, uh, stealing a person's knowledge. Same thing, and that's in the way, again, measure for measure, because now when you're going to do it, somebody's going to do it to you. So, this is something that's very, very important. What are our astrological signs? What are the two? What, what, what are, can you recommend? I'm, I'm a Scorpio. She's a Cancer. Actually, we're very compatible. We're both, we're both very emotional. Uh, so, obviously, that's the one issue in our lives that we have to always work on sensitivity, uh, emotions, moods. Okay. Okay. Et she's not emotional. Okay. No problem. She's not. I am the emotional. I am the moodiest, etc. So we are we are both uh, even though the by the way the cancer signs are the most emotional out of all of them, by the way. Oh. Okay. Anyway, so bottom line is we're we both very emotional but we're also very direct and uh, we're water. So we can we can understand water good thing about water signs is water water gets if there's a problem, you you either navigate through it or you or it's resentment. So usually we try to right away deal with it before it turns into resentment. So they're they're actually um, we, one of the things that we do look for in people and friends is people are serious. We're not into flaky people. We're not it's not something that we we can deal with just because both of our natures etc. Um, can can opposites make a marriage work? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I I th- I think it's exactly what Nachman says is actually. Two, the, the greatest piece in life is when you have two opposites come together because that means that two people really work on themselves for the sake of a greater goal. So absolutely, I think they can work. Um,
1: as long as everybody understands you're on the same team. You're not supposed to keep score on each other. You did this today, I'm doing this tonight. It doesn't work like this. You're supposed to be on the same team. You're, if Otherwise, if you're keeping score, then you're always going to have a loser. So for me, it's very important that when I see Gedalia is down, I empower him, when he sees me down, he empowers me, we work as a team, we co parent in everything, you know, like right. we, we, we have children together, it's not I'm the better parent than you, you're the most religious one, it doesn't work like this, you want to make each other better. You don't want to put anybody down, you want to bring them up, you want to make sure that they're the best person they can be. And if you're always putting them down, they're going to resent you, they're going to think that you're always talking bad about them. Instead of making them feel good, you're supposed to be the one person they can go to, to get positive reinforcements, encouragement. So it's very important that everybody understand you're on the same team.
0: How did, you, how did you, also that's one of the big questions. Biggest challenge when you first date it till now. Yeah. Okay, not, not, with the biggest the biggest thing we recommend is, again, not keeping score. Yeah. You did this, I did this, one day you're gonna be much, she has more energy than I have sometimes, sometimes I don't have energy. Um, sometimes she, again, we, we, we try to really go get a massage. I see she's overwhelmed. It's very important when your husband or your wife is overwhelmed, don't wait for that time. Just go, 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 go take a break, I'll take care of the kids. Not, oh I go to work, why are you tired? That's the judgment, the criticism, that's usually what brings things down. And, and the only way you could do this if you're not self-centered. Um, if you think of like the, the greater team has to win. It's not I'm the MVP and the team is losing. No, if the team doesn't win, nobody wins. Correct. Period. You need to understand that. The team has to win. So you have to marry a team player. If you just want to marry an MVP and doesn't care about the team, the whole team loses. Everybody loses, etc. And if you could just understand this concept, we just mourned the 24,000 students of Rabbi Kiva's death. And if you recognize there's not one of the names that you understand for the 24,000 students, you don't remember one name of any of the 24,000, because at the end of the day, they didn't play together. They were very knowledgeable, but they didn't play together. It teaches us that you can have 24,000 students, people brilliant, but if they're not playing together, you don't even remember their names. Their names aren't even mentioned. That's a very important concept. Um, how did you manifest meaning, how did, how did I know she was the what uh, first of all I, I, don't, I don't just walk into dates obviously there's a lot of prayer before the dates um, you know, that's my essence my essence is prayer um, I don't believe if the answer is in my heart and I have to connect to somebody through my heart and prayer is my heart then I have to spend time using service of the heart which is prayer that's where intuition is um, so i spent a lot of time praying hashem and i also asked for specific things i need somebody that has their stuff together like I, you know i can't have I, I need somebody with with their stuff together I, I, please i need somebody that takes care of themselves i need somebody that that spice i need somebody so i did i did i was specific and i pretty much got everything that i asked for um and Usually, I spent a lot of time. Praying. So when I when she came, I knew that was it was enough of a decision to to, to make, obviously. Um, but how, how did you? What advice do you give for girls as far as manifesting prayer? What should they be praying for, etc.
1: Right. So I didn't come from a religious family, right? My mother is Israeli; she was born in Israel. Uh, she met my dad in Israel, and then they she moved to France. So I wasn't brought up around anything religious, it was more like a spiritual um, connection. So, I got this one advice once from my aunt that told me every night before you go to bed, just envision your next day or your perfect day. So, you always go to bed looking forward to something. Mm. And I took it to the next level a little bit because every night for, I would say, 30 minutes to an hour, I will always picture my life, what it would be when I'll be older, to you know what you know business I would have, how successful I would be at work, my work ethic, my children. I always envision three children, two boy a girl, then I envision my staff, what I would love for my husband to be physically, mentally, spiritually, no cheating, no, no, you know, no fluff. Somebody that would be like honest and caring and kind to others, to myself, a my good father. I was very, very specific, and I led it up to, Hashem, to hear my prayer, and manifest it or bring me what I was looking for. To the fact that, to the point that I would know when I would meet my future husband who he will be. And it's very important that you always tell the creator what you're looking for, because he's supposed to know what makes you happy, but if you don't say exactly what you're looking for,
0: Mm.
1: he wouldn't know what will make you happy. So for me, it's very important that when you pray for a spouse, you don't say, can I please have a husband? Can you please send me my husband? Or can you please send me money? It doesn't work like this. You have to really explain to your creator what you're looking for, what will make you happy, and and be as specific as you want, and Hashem will know what is good for you and what is not, and he will bring you somebody that you think will make you happy. It's like I tell my children, well, what do you want for your birthday? They're very specific, yeah,
0: sure.
1: right? But, so they tell me exactly what they want. So I know if I buy that toy, they will be happy, right? right. But if I said to my children, what would you like for your birthday? And they tell me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then I, they will never be happy with what I bring them. Right. Because that's really not what they wanted. Even though they know what they want. Maybe they're being shy. Or maybe, you know, they don't really know what will make them happy. So if you're very specific, you you don't leave any chances right. out there.
0: So it's, it's very important what she said. Because at the end of the day, she somehow her confidence level... Um, was very strong that she was, she was able to get this from, let's say, to send it to God and, and not be afraid of being answered. You see, today I could see, we all have that potential, but you guys are so afraid of being rejected, so you'd rather not do it. And I know I know, I know the mentality. Uh, I also pray very specifically, but you should also pray and don't and let go of the fear, because fear breaks and doesn't allow the manifestation to happen or the prayer to happen. It's okay. Now, She got a great guy, but there was a package. I was divorced with two kids and a very difficult situation. This was not the, uh, you know, come on. I did not pray for that. It wasn't a hiccup. It was Hiroshima. Uh, And there was a lot of friction in the beginning. Uh, She didn't pray for that. So you have to also take the package. I mean, you do pray. Your prayers get answered. But sometimes it's the packaging you don't like. So remember, sometimes we get a beautiful FedEx package and You know, the bottle's broken, but you got the wine. So remember, the packaging, sometimes you have to recognize. That was part of her. God also told her, listen, you you want to be a giver? Here, now you're going to be put in a situation to really give. Now you have two kids that are not yours. Now you have an ex-wife or whatever. So that was something that that nobody, nobody expected, nobody manifested. But it came. So you have to also recognize that if you're praying to be able to give, okay, you want to give? Here you go. I'm going to give you people to give to. Um, so and it's okay It's okay it's, it's, Not everything has to be perfect correct, correct. Not
1: everything has to go your way You have to also be flexible And not expect that everything will be perfect And you won't have any headaches right. And just you want to make sure that Okay, you can complain once about the problem But then right. you have to move on to the solution
0: But I'll, I promise you something If you're navigating in this world without spirituality or prayer You're going to be lost that I can guarantee you. you can, And then, because what, what's going to happen? All you're going to do is look on Instagram and watch other people's lives. I want to be like them, and you have no vessels to receive that, that light. So it's very, very important. You have to start staying in your lane, developing your own spiritual path, connecting to your Creator. And, then, and this is something that, you know, and I'll tell you what was the funniest thing, because the Biala Rebbe married us, and he says, you know, Gedali, you pray a lot, but your wife prays more than you. I looked at him like, no, Rabbi, I think you're, you're confused. She goes, no, 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 you heard what I said. She prays more than you. I said, that's not possible. And then I found out how much you used to pray. So you could see, you could look like a judgment. Oh, what did she pray? was praying more than I always pray. So, and again, you have to recognize that. And again, we've, we've we work together also. We've been hit with tremendous challenges. And I've seen the... The Amuna I work to be able to handle really really challenges that would probably knock people out and the amount of faith that uh, my wife has and the amount of um, the calmness when there's calmness when there's big things happening that that's really another thing you want to look for in a spouse When you have a major tragedy to be able to have a calm surrender mentality is very very important so we do we do work together um I'm going to be honest with you. My wife, this is one of the most difficult things I've had to deal with. Uh, I was managing my rehab. And for the first six, seven years, it was growing, but not really. And it got to a point that it was very, very stagnant. She came in and she fired 90% of the company. And she basically took over and is running the show today. That was extremely difficult for me today to, to deal with, for her just to go in there. But if it wasn't for her doing that, the company would not be where it is today. Um so would not be today. Correct. That, or would not be here today. Um, 100%. So that's an area where you could see how important, if you recognize somebody's better than you at something, you have to be willing to surrender. And it's not score. It's like, listen, if you're a better scorer than I am in this, you're 100% more organizational than I am, you're better at this, you're better at this, do me a favor, run the show. It's not ego, it's who's better at this area than I am. And that's, and that's very important that if you, if you have a big ego, you can't surrender and let it go. And to recognize, I'm not going to be the best at everything. I know what I'm good at. Thank God I have a lot of things I'm good at. But I'm not great at everything. Um, and she's also very amazing at a lot of things. But she's not great at everything. So that's another thing. Recognize this. This from from your spouse. Listen to your spouse in that area. And it's not, again, if you're playing score, you're going to lose in resentment. So don't play score. And that's a, that's a typical area where I would say, wow, I'm the CEO of the company, but she's running the whole show. That's the bottom line, so it goes to show you how important that is, etc.
1: But I think also we work very well together because we give each other space yeah. and we gave each other opportunity to really make the company better.
0: Right. There
1: is things that you do in the company that I don't have the patience to do. Right. There is things that I do in the company that you don't have the patience to do. I
0: don't do. have the organizational for that. Right.
1: So we work good as a team and it's very important when you work together as a spouse that you understand that when you go home, you're not business partner anymore. You're talking to each other a husband and wife, so it's very important to understand your role once you get home. You don't want to bring back work into the home because you work too much. Then after you, it crosses the line, and then you see each other as business partner, which is fine. But at night you have to really, and after hours you have to really separate right. everything. Otherwise you will bring work conversation into you know the marital home, and it's not a good thing to understand. So when you know that. You
0: work together during the day at night with husband and wife correct very good how do you balance four kids in couple time we think we do have a very good balance we have a schedule uh, we great, go mother-in-law. Out. We have a great mother-in-law thank god she really is yeah um except except if you're a democrat i'm just
1: kidding <laughs> true.
0: she's a little bit of a trump fanatic but uh but that's okay i know um <laughs> uh, she's a great mother-in-law but we have again we, we go out a lot um you know, we go out a lot, thank God, the kids come out sometimes with us, sometimes yeah. not, but we spend... Not we like have, getting
1: older, so we, it's easy. Yeah, we
0: have, a, we have a, thank God, we have a solid schedule, and there's no, um, I'm not playing poker with people, I don't have that kind of time. Right. You know, it's either I'm planning for my classes, or I'm going out with my wife uh, to dinner, or to, to to heat games, or wherever we go. Um, but but uh, it's
1: very important that you continue having yeah. that time. It's not because you've been married for 5, six, ten years, 20 years, that you have to stop. Correct. It's very important that you date night, we make your date night, and it's very important that your husband or your wife plan something special at least once a week right. for the other person that will make them happy, to put it in time. For example, one thing that we do every Shabbat is we write me a card, right, right that I recap our week mm-hmm. and highlight the positive and only the positive. We don't need to mention the negative, we all know what it is. But right. just highlight the positive and just, you know, make each other happy by doing like, you know, text messages calling each other, it's not because we work together that we don't
0: have, you know, right. during the day, some private time for each other. I, but I also want, I, you, you, your, your spouse is not a mind reader, I just want to explain to them. There's something you do not like about your spouse, don't assume they know and they're not doing it on purpose. You need to tell me I need to be romantic, tell me I need to be romantic. You okay. need to tell me I need to do this, tell me I need to do this. We, we, do no, we, we are not mind readers. So if you have a, if your spouse or you're dating somebody, there's something you don't like in a nice way, talk. Nobody can read your mind. It's not all about you. Tell them, I don't like this. I want you to work on this. I want you to work on this. And so much, because what happens is if you you don't do it, you start building resentment. And then that becomes just little things become big, big things. So just be very specific. That's another thing I tell her. I don't know what you think. (laughs) Explain to me. For the first time i'm gonna be honest with you the first when we started having the twins she saw i didn't spend so much time with them in the beginning she says, i don't like this i want you to take on hands-on as a father that was all she had to say one time and it was the greatest move that made but she wouldn't have told me that who knows so it's very specific advice be specific with each other communication is so key get your put your stupid phones down talk and communicate this is what i want this is what i don't want and this is what i'm willing to do etc not keeping score wise but at least having a chance to win because if you don't even have a chance to win then it's just it's stuff that's never been dealt with um how important it is just to forget about the past also you know people make mistakes you have to forget also you know we, we have to that's, a, that's something you have a little struggle with but i told you also you have to I mean I very if, if, if we make mistakes, let it go also. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine, he threw an orange at his wife one time. All day long <laughs> All day long this guy's talking he, all day long he's saying, Are you gonna throw an orange at me again? Are you gonna throw and the guy's married already fifteen years. He's got tropicanica tropic juice orange juice trauma. But at the end of the day also you have to you have to let the, let things go, etc. Somebody asked, how, how do you optimize a marriage with two air signs, a woman's a Gemini and a, and a husband's an Aquarius? The, the positive of it, we're gonna do a master class one day on the air signs, because so it's very needed. Um, but air signs in general, they, they lack structure, but they could be very creative, communicative, uh, very ambitious, very a lot of talking. So where you, you would need is to, to set boundaries. Usually air signs have no boundaries, so they just go up, they're all, all over the place. So decision-making, having a schedule is phenomenal. You know. For example, you guys can be so spiritual, you're talking about Shabbat, but next thing you know, Friday night, nobody buys the food, nobody buys the wine. <laughs> There's no Shabbat dinner. So airs, air needs earth, air needs to be grounded, air needs decision-making, air needs structure, air, air needs the ability to sometimes just shh, less talk more, more action. So focus focus on that, obviously, etc. Uh, we spoke about our kids, thank God that we're connecting the kids. But obviously, listen, we both have, we're very, we have uh, the basics are definitely Shabbat, Nidang in, the, in kosher. Obviously, I do, more, I do different things than she does, and, I, and, and, and don't, don't, it's very, very important that you, you're here, it means the, the reason why you learn is to become a better person. But you can't read a book on a Munah and tell your wife, you don't have a Munah. That's not how it works. Anytime you read something, anytime you enjoy, you can't really tell your spouse to be very careful because they don't, people don't like to be criticized. They don't like to be, I don't like to shove. you want to read what you want, read what you read. I'll read what I read, you read what you read. You have to give each other space. But you can't also shove in somebody's face, oh you're not reading this, you're not religious enough. It's the, it's the, it's the worst thing you could do. Number one, because if you're so religious you shouldn't be judging in the first place. So that's to show you that you're not even, you're not that religious because you wouldn't be judging. You would say, okay, what is, what does that person need? What's the best approach I can give them? Not, I am, you're not religious. Why, why in the world would somebody say, oh, my wife says I'm not religious? Why in the world would they want to listen to you over that? Why would they want to listen to you if you're, if you're judging them and tell them you're not religious now? So that, you could just, just show you the approach is definitely off, so.
1: And I remember when we first got married, I didn't know anything. Basically, you had to. You were so patient with me. I remember the first book we read together. You didn't give it to me. We read it together. Was the Garden of the Moon. Garden of the Moon, correct. And it was so amazing. That book is so amazing because it's simple. It's to the point, and it gives you like the basic tools. And I remember we were like reading it together, and you were extending it to me. You were not telling me read this because you're not religious. You were teaching me and making it interesting to me. So if you want to make your spouse more religious, you won't do it by criticizing them. If you explain it to them and you make it interesting as an f- activity for like a couple to make your spouse better, it makes such a difference because they don't resent. They don't just do it to make you happy. They do it because they want to learn something.
0: Right. You're, there's also a concept that happy man, happy man, happy life, more income. Pretty much, if a man is able to make his wife happy then what happens is he gets that same light from her. He gets the same light, he gets a bounce back of the light. So this is where I say, just say that Paranasa comes from the wife. So that's another thing. Because man originally was destined that the original curse was that woman was supposed to be suburbian under man. She was supposed to be under him and he would rule over her. So as long as he takes the ruling over her, he doesn't seek to control her or, or treat her like she's in middle, whatever, no state, no comments. Okay, no comments. As long as I don't put demands on her and I don't make her suburban, you need to do this for me, you need to do this for me, you need to demands. Then God, the man's original curse was that he was supposed to make money. This is from Rabbi Rush. He was supposed to make money from the curse of of making a living. So then God takes away your curse. He He lets you make money easier. So when you're nicer to your wife, you actually win you win because you make more money. She's happy and you'll be more successful. Versus if you have a big ego, you're not nice to her, you're controlling. You shut her off and in heaven they shut your pipe off. So you just, just try to be smart as a guy to recognize how important this message is on looking at the big, not keeping score, looking at the big, bigger picture uh, in general. And, and, I, and I almost promise you, that if you're not keeping Nidah, if you're not keeping Shabbat, it's much harder to have such harmony. I'm not telling you you can't, but the the purpose of Shabbat is to bring you guys to the present moment and to have peace. The purpose of Nidah is to rekindle your relationship. You understand? So the purpose of these things are not to hurt you or to better your relationship. Don't think you know better than your Creator. I know maybe you've had a rough experience i know you've had a rough religion where somebody has shoved it in your face or you don't know but you can't say i don't know anything that's not an answer anymore and you know i don't know before what you don't know doesn't hurt you but now what you don't know does hurt you <laughs> so just look at these things and just be open-minded um and this would help you both um and, and again it doesn't mean you guys have, this is first this is for everybody it's not just for or anything. This is exactly what we were trying to do. We're trying to bring light to everything. Um, I think any, any more questions? I think we've, we've answered a lot. Okay. Yeah. Do, we, do we argue? Yes. Do we argue? Yes. Absolutely. Everybody argues. We have different opinions on things. But again, it's... You, res- you respect the person's opinion, you give them space, and you try to adjust. But the, again, the worst thing I would say is keeping things in. Right. Um, I would rather her tell me black and white, you didn't do this for me, I don't like what you did, tell it to me. I would say just a direct, uh, I would say Moroccan approach. <laughs> what it is, what it is. Versus sometimes we're too, we don't want to say, we're afraid to say and then nobody knows. And then you don't, you don't, you know, you're not nice to him and he's not nice to you. Resentment. So I, I would, I, I definitely recommend uh, a Moroccan management approach. Um, and also it's good not to be cheap. Don't be cheap with each other. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. It's not good to be cheap in general.
1: <laughs> no,
0: no, no, You're good. Thank God. Don't be cheap because, again... it's it's when you're too, I'm not telling you to be a big baller. Nobody's telling you to go out of your way, but don't be cheap in general. Again, I'm only taking this from Rabbi Rush. It's not even my opinion. In general, don't be cheap, because what happens is that she's relying on you, and you're relying on Hashem. So when you're cheap, you shut her pipeline, you shut her you make her fearful. That's why guys should not bring their problems to the house. You have a financial issue, you figure out with God. Don't don't bring your wife into this fear and put fear in her. Because she can't handle fear the way you can, you have, your job is to deal with that. Um, so there's a lot of other tips that I recommend. And, 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 and again, I can't tell you um, the damages of God forbid in marriage. You know, the reason why I get people to do the 40-day challenge of this is because when you're watching this stuff, it's going to affect your relationship, it's going to affect your 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 the spiritual connection you make is going to make the physical connection you make. Girls can feel that guys are watching porn. Girls can feel this. Girls can see everything, and then that's going to disconnect you from her. So it's better to fix all of this before you get married, because once you get married, it's going to turn into a whole mess. Right. It's not before marriage; it's only your problem. After marriage, it's both of your problems, and nobody. Just like an addiction, you know. Also, I would strongly recommend. And you know, let's say I, you know, a guy a guy tells me I my wife is too tough for me. I need to smoke every night just to take it easy. No, no, no. You don't need marijuana. You need amuna right. So there's a lot of habits that we're picking up and we're bringing to marriages. You know, God's giving you a challenge. Speak to him about it. Don't, it's not, you know, numb. just numb it or smoke it. And, and believe me, we, all day long we see this in our recovery center, the price of numbing. It's a prison of numbing and it gets, it gets nothing but everything else. Is there anything else you want to add? Say, what other advice you can give
1: to people? So I would just say for marriage, for me, the most important thing is open communication. If right. you do something I don't like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell it to you straight. But I'm also going to give you the tools that would make you know, like the obstacle better. So it's always being very direct in your approach, but also empowering. And also saying that if something you don't like in the marriage, it can always be worked on. It's not right. a jailbreaker. Obviously, there is some deal breakers, but this is like uh, an argument is not a deal breaker. You want to also make sure that you guys are on each other's team all the time, that you empower each other, you help each other, and you also sense when somebody is overwhelmed and offer support and help. So, for me, it's very important that people that are married understand mm-hmm. that you're on each other's team, you're not winning or keeping score. You want to make sure that the other person has all of the tools to win. And like Nadia said, nobody's a mind reader, even if you know each other for years, there is still things that I'm learning from Mm -hmm. you, there's things that you're learning from me. The person that I married 11 years ago is not the same person today. So it's always important to understand that, that even if the person that you're marrying today is gonna change, you wanna make sure they always change for the better, not letting themselves go, Mm-hmm. Working every day, keeping a routine and you always want to make sure that you look up at your spouse so by always looking up at them and not down on them you will always give them encouragement to make them right. grow
0: So this is why, again, if you don't work on this when you're single what do you think is going to happen in your marriage? So just understand you need to be a little bit more aggressive when you're single Work on self-esteem, work on self-control work on humility, work on giving to the other, not keeping score on a date. If God, if God shows you that you're trying to do this and you're really serious about this, then it's gonna help you give you the person to your marriage. It's like, if you build it, it will come. Just look at these traits that we spoke about, the importance of all these traits, etc.
1: One more advice for single women, I think, would be we have to stop lowering the standard of getting physical too quickly. Do not get physical, do not think that because you had a relationship with the guy you went on a date with, that means he's going to connect to you and he's going to get married to you. That's not it at all. If you're dating to get married, you need to make sure that you respect yourself and you don't lower your standard. So don't get physical. If you want to kiss, kiss, there's nothing wrong with it, but don't get physical like you, you want to go back to you know being more right. traditional be more, class,
0: more traditional in that area I correct would, and, and, like, and so. we
1: don't want to just sleep around to sleep around and hoping to see how you're going to hook a guy so it's very important that women continue working working on themselves it's not because you got married all of the sudden that you don't have to work on yourself have a job take care of the kids we we can manage it right. it's okay
0: what helped you the most? Would you say having faith and prayer helped you the most? Yes,
1: I think if you have a now and you understand that everything is for the best and everything is in your benefit, there is a reason why you're not married yet. There's a reason, maybe your spouse is not ready to commit to you yet. Or maybe there is area in your life that you need to fix now, before you right. get married. Like Idalia said, it's better to fix it before, so like that you get into a relationship ready.
0: Right. May God bless all of you. May God give you your heart desires, and hopefully this is um, this can help as many people as possible. Bye bye. Have, Have a, a great day. day.